Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Brian Stierad, CIO at Faith Regional Health Services. In this segment, Stierad talks about the advantages of being independent, particularly from an IT standpoint, why the transition from one EHR to another is more difficult than going from paper to electronic, and how his team is dealing with the toughest components of Meaningful Use Stage 2. Hi, Brian. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Hello, my pleasure. So to give uh, our listeners a little bit of an idea, can you just talk about Faith Regional Health Services, uh, what you have in terms of uh, bed size, uh, ambulatory services, where you're located, things like that? Sure. You know, we're located in uh, northeast Nebraska, so it's in, it's in Norfolk, Nebraska. We are a 227-bed um, um, uh, hospital uh, and, and but we we have the full t- continuum of care. So we have um, actually two campuses in in Norfolk. It was a, it was a result of a merger a number of years back. Um, primarily operate on on one of those two campuses. We have clinics and, uh, and own physician practice uh, with about 26 clinics. Um, Ten of those are uh, scattered around northeast Nebraska, um, out in our service area. Okay. We run we. You know, we run the full uh, cradle to grave, obviously, with births, but we also do, um, we have a, a nursing home, we have an assisted living, uh, we have home health and hospice. Uh, so uh, we really have a nice uh, nice combination of services and offer uh, quite a few um, services that I think many in our type of organization may not offer as far as being in a community of um, about 25,000 people. Uh, our service area geographically is uh expands to the west quite a ways. Uh, so we actually cover, you know, probably over 100,000 lives in our service area and um, and do things like we have a heart program, uh, a cancer program, and those are, kind of, those are the types of things that I think uh, might make us a little bit unique as far as um, relative to other facilities that are maybe our size or in uh, similar, similar size cities. Okay. And you're an independent hospital, right? We are. Yep, that's a great point. We are uh, an independently owned hospital, so there's not um, not a ton of those left. It um, it seems like, but um, yes, we are. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, you know, there are benefits benefits and uh, drawbacks to that, as far as you know, not not having the financial backing, but also, but you do have some of that agility, and I can imagine that that's a nice thing to have with, with everything kind of changing so fast. Yeah, I think from an IT perspective, it's incredible. Um, from a, it's nice to be, um, you know, while we don't have the ability to lean on I mean, the, the mothership, so to speak, or to lean on sort of a corporate, central corporate office, um, th- there would be some nice things about that. But certainly uh, the advantages, in my opinion, outweigh the disadvantages. And the advantages are that um, all the decisions are made here. Um, we don't have... Uh, we we are able to act quickly, like you said. We can be very agile. Um, we have the ability to, to control our own fate, and and have the input that we need and the autonomy that we need to be successful. We also do are working towards a strategic alliance of sorts, but um, that will allow us maybe to have a little bit better uh, partnerships in our state. But um, but there's no ownership interest there, so. Um, I think that that uh, that's very exciting to be able to partner with some um, some other organizations, but uh, still have our local autonomy and governance. All right. So now, now in the past, you've been part of like kind of a provider networks, or is that something that that you're still doing as well? 
we're working towards um, building some of those relationships in the region. We are, uh, you know, we're we're more than a community hospital. We we are and strive to be a, a regional referral center. Uh, so we work hard on relationships in, in the region uh, with other providers. We have some affiliations. Um, right now, currently, we don't have a formal uh, pri provider network other than uh, the obvious um, alignments with our, with our employed physicians. And, and, and also our, the rest of our medical staff, our independent physicians, are important to us as well. Okay. Okay. In terms of uh, the, the clinical application environment, what type of uh, EHR system are you using in the hospital? On the hospital, we are a Siemens uh, Sorian shop, Sorian Clinicals. Okay, and that's been in place for a while? Yeah, I think, you know, I've been here for about three years, and it was in place before I got here. So I think 2010 uh, was when it was put in. Okay. And uh, what about uh, in the clinic? Um, in all of our clinics, we're live on the next-gen product. Okay. So the Sorian product, uh, obviously, it's um, making that move to Cerner, um, but is that something where it, it hasn't really affected you this far or you don't anticipate it will? You know, it's, that's an interesting question. Um, our, our financial um, and revenue cycle package is um, a legacy Siemens product called Mid-Series 4. And, uh, and so thus far, there's no formal need to, to make a move, but it does, it is nice that we have, uh, we're exploring our options if we were to uh, transition with Cerner. Um, and, uh, and we'll probably take a look at, at more than just that transition. Um, in next year, we'll probably take a, a pretty close look at what makes the best sense for us whether it's Epic or Cerner or something else, uh, we'll, we're going to take a look and make sure we know the right move for us. Okay. So that's something that you're kind of uh, looking to gear up for as far as, like, you know, put, putting together a, a team or just uh, kind of doing all that uh, research and work that needs to be done? Yeah, well, yep, exactly. We'll start that, um, that evaluation process um, in first quarter of next year. Okay. Okay. Well, I imagine that'll be something interesting. Obviously, it's got, it takes a lot of time and effort, but probably is a, is um, an interesting experience to go through. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's one of those things where um, you want to make sure that you that you fully uh, vet out all the options because that's not a that's not a decision that you take lightly and not a decision that you would change direction on uh, in a short amount of time. So. It, you uh, you need to do your due diligence and make sure that you're making the appropriate decision. And I'm, I know that, you know, in the industry now, uh, it seems like everybody was fixated on putting a product in a couple of years ago. But now it seems like you, you're starting to see this next, next wave of replacement of products. And I'm not sure it's easier. Um, I'm not sure that, you know, going from paper to electronic, while that's a big jump, there's no... Uh, there's no comparison um, because electronics, electronic, and 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 papers, paper. There's really no um, other than the the whole paradigm shift. Uh, it's different than going from one electronic system in, in if you were to go to a different one. So yeah. then you run into well, my previous EMR did this, and my previous EMR, you know, had these alert mechanisms and that kind of you know. So I think it it almost could be more difficult. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm sure it's going to be on your mind too, that um, or on, on on everybody's mind in this type of um, financial uh, world we're in, that you don't want to have to be doing this in another four or five years. And I'm sure that that's the goal, but um, you know, maybe that just puts even more pressure on to let, let's make sure we pick the right system. Exactly, that's exactly right. Okay. So you said the clinics are on next gen. Yes. Okay. And then how has that been as far as uh, the the integration uh, back and forth? It's proven to be fairly challenging. Uh, there really has there really wasn't um, any integration between the the systems um, when I when I got here, and we've done a couple things to make that process a little bit easier and and to uh, allow. I guess the ease of accessing data among among one or the other. Now the difference would be if we knew that or felt like our long-term strategy was going to be to stay on those particular platforms. There are there's definitely more work that we could do, um, but we, given the the feeling that we'll probably end up on a on a platform that has a sing, unified database among the uh, ambulatory and inpatient environment, um, we've we've kind of put a hold on some of that um, because. Uh, we feel like we'll be uh, making a decision that that may uh, negate that work. So we've put a hold on uh, a lot of those initiatives. Okay. So that kind of um, segues nicely into to meaningful use and and a lot of the uh, the challenges there. And um, first off, uh, as far as where you stand, um, the organization or the hospital has attested to stage two. Yes. Yep. We we tested in the first eligible year. Um, I suppose that would have been last year. We'll attest to our second uh, second year this year on stage two. Okay. What do you What would you say has been uh, the biggest challenge as far as uh, keeping up with that attestation and, and the requirements? It's interesting. I think specifically, I think the issues that we struggled with um, were the the portal and I can I can get into that in a second and then the other one was the transition of care so uh, in stage two it was and I hope that I'm I'm quoting these off the top of my head properly I believe it was 10% um, of the transitions of care needed to be done electronically and then you had to you had to do 50% uh, um, total so we chose to do all of them electronically and to, and to, to do greater than 50% electronically, which then in essence would cover both. Um, working with area providers and making sure that we have the ability to perform those transitions properly electronically was, was probably the, our, the toughest thing we ran into or our, our most vulnerable area in meaningful use. Um, and then uh, the other one being, as, as with many, um, the uh, provisioning and then the view, download, and transfer uh, in the patient portal but I think in the inpatient environment, we've been able to work with patients while they're here and, and do uh, implement some strategies that have allowed us to be, uh, I think, in a, in a really good position where we have 20% uh, on our view, download, transmit. I don't know exactly where the rest of the country is, but I would imagine 20% would be uh, fairly positive uh, relative to our peers. And um, honestly, you know, those were our probably two most challenging points, but our team here has been so fantastic uh, you know, you can take that with a grain of salt because I really, the, we really achieved stage two um, with a lot less challenges than we thought we would. Those were the two most challenging, but even those, I think our team um, buckled up and got those done um, 
in, in a pretty short order and and uh, and rolled their sleeves up and got them done. So, right. Well, in working with with the transitions of care with the providers, um, what would you say? Like, how was your team able to kind of get get past like the initial challenges? Um, it was a matter of working with our nursing staff to understand uh, where where the, our patients were transitioning to uh, and and whether or not we had set them up uh, with our clinical portal. For our patient portal and for our clinical portal, we use a product called MobileMD. And um, by using that, that tool and understanding where the majority of our patients were going, uh, was able to get above that, that 50% threshold. Mm-hmm. Now the challenge would be if that if 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 a if a, you needed to get to 90 percent, um, you know the difference between you know that 50 or 60 percent and 90 percent or 100 percent is a lot of little uh, providers. So as far as our discharges, we were able to hit where are most of our discharges going, where are most of these patients going, and we could hit the big ones. Um, but you know, for example, if we wanted to move that another 20 to 30 percent. We might have to find. We may have to locate and work with, you know, I wouldn't even want to guess, uh, 40 or 50 providers maybe, just because. Um, once you kind of have that lion's share accomplished, the rest of them are going to be few and far between as far as discharges, just small slices of that pie. Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at HealthSystemCIO.com backslash podcast.